Love, joy, and peace. Yeah. Patience, uh, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit of God. And then you, have, you find it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And if you're walking close to God, these fruits will grow in you and you'll have love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit of God. You are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy Eye Candy Kimsey. Like a jawbreaker, a treat that lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Big Daddy Carter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Straight. Nope. Ralph's not here. He was yeah, going to be, right but he's not. Yeah. Straight from Sparkle City. <laughs> no. Sarita, The Edge, Edgerton. Hey, y'all. Behind the Glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. And with the whole Burroughs crew, Tiziana, Mom, So Hard, Severse. PTA meetings at seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Cherry the Annihilator Lewis. Hello. Can I just say I went back and listened to an episode where I did not do. Oh, yeah, I listened to that too. And she was so happy. Her voice was so happy. She was full of joy. Oh. Oh, harsh. You know. (laughs) Greg likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Greg likes it. We got a reputation uphold. Well, guess what, guys? It's our anniversary. Happy, happy birthday. It's our birthday anniversary. We are turning four. Happy birthday. We're toddlers right in the middle of it. Can you believe that? To throw a fit and crap our pants. Yes. That explains the level of discourse. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Well, that would be the smell. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah, so... Guys, I wanted to. I just wanted to talk to you. Um, this is February second, Groundhog Groundhog Day, Day. Oof. and um, good old beer man. Did old Poxitani see his shadow or not? Well, he died. He got dropped last year and died. That's right. Never mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do they? I guess so. They probably have... not. Joe Biden dropped him <laughs> on his head and he died. Joe Biden. Hey, it's Andy. Sorry to break in. I checked this out and it was actually Mayor Bill De Blasio of New York, uh, not Biden. And I can't speak directly for Mr. de Blasio, but I feel like if I was the one that dropped the groundhog that died, I would probably feel terrible about it. And I bet he does, too. All right. Real story? It is a real story. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Last year, he dropped him. Then he died. It might have been two years ago, but he died a few days later. Yeah. So that's not Puxatani Phil anymore. He held him up and he said. Puxatani Phil 2.0. For the record, it's. Puxatani feel like 13. (laughs) Well, just so you know, he picked him up and he said, now here's a guy that needs no introduction. His name is... (laughs) 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 We always look at the guy out of Atlanta. Isn't it Beauregard, General Beauregard, who does the one out of Atlanta? Yeah. I I think it's Beauregard. It sounds very Atlanta-ish. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, so we've we've kind of talked in the past about these things, but I wanted to ask you each uh, a couple of questions about this, guys. So, um, if at all, what does this podcast mean to you, or what did you get anything from this podcast? Has this podcast changed you? Um, has it been a positive or has it been a negative? I know that's that's all kind of like one big question, but what do you? How about Sarita? What about you? Has this podcast? changed you or has it been positive negative well i met you people yeah so that's so negative. was that positive or negative <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> jury's still out <laughs> just kidding i mean i traveled to new york and back with half of you so yeah that was fun absolutely it's been a positive you know to to get to meet all of you and to be part of this i, I had no idea almost two years ago that i was going to be on a podcast it's sort of bizarre and i know everybody kind of like seven or eight years ago everybody had a blog you know, everybody has a podcast now, so uh, it's changed a couple of things, and so I'm I'm very grateful to have thus far been a part of it. Yeah, Can, like what kind of changes? Just out of curiosity, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, well, I can we can talk about it later if you don't want to talk no, about it. Um, so I set out after sharing my testimony and then sticking around and hearing a little bit, going back and listening to the ones I missed when it was just you guys. And then you brought Cherry in. Um, going back and listening to that, and I was like, what is this stuff they're talking about? 80, 70, and stuff. I was like, what in the world? I was like, I just... So it, if nothing else, it got me to get into my scripture, figure out... And I'm really going to tick off some Baptists here. So put on your big girl pants, guys, because here it comes. Left behind is not the Bible. Okay, I said it. You did it. (laughs) I did did it. it. Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye are not God, Paul, or Peter. Um, But I was able to go to Scripture, and I had completely wiped out my narrative of what I believed. And I went to Scripture. Instead of having a narrative where I go to Scripture to fit the narrative, mm-hmm. I went to Scripture to see what my narrative was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, unlike y'all, I have come to a different conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, but I am no longer a pre-tribulation rapture dispensationalist, traditional Baptist, mm-hmm. and Pentecostal theology. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that changed That's a, a lot. It's a big change. It's a big change. Huge. Huge. And yeah, a I have... Explained it to my family. I haven't been kicked out of the house yet, so that's good. Um, actually, they're kind of coming around to it as well. And But 2023 especially, I spent a lot of time in Scripture. I spent a lot of time listening to different points of view from different pastors. Um, but the thing that changed for me the most, because tw- I was already believing this at the beginning of 2023, the way I particularly b- believe about eschatology. But the 2023, I spent almost the entire year trying to read the Bible from a non-Hellenistic point of view, where spirit world is good, everything in the spiritual realm, everything's spiritual, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Everything physical, all bad. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, is, that comes straight from Augustine, that comes straight from Constantine, that is a Hellenistic point of view. And trying to read it from a Hebraic, first century Jewish eschatological view 
and it has changed the way I read scripture. It has changed the way I listen to music. It has changed the way I listen to certain pastors. It has changed the way I teach Sunday school. And it's just, it's been life, that's been life changing. And I would not have sought this kind of thing out if I hadn't uh, gone to try to challenge the preterism out of you guys, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand what that was. I'd never heard of it. Um, I mean, that's, that's honest. I had never heard of it till I met you. Yeah. Um, but so that's, that's, that's the big change in my life. And, um, and my husband have had some really good discussions about it. And especially the, the, the eschatology, the, the way that first century Jews and people previous in second temple literature, uh, realizing that those books aren't aren't to be shunned, mm-hmm. like most contemporary churches will say, um, I've actually been listening a little bit to Estrus for second, third, fourth Estrus instead mm-hmm. of Ezra. Um, I really want to take a look at the Jubilees and study that study a little bit more about the Jubilees and what that means. And it's just been it's both a blessing and a curse because. Almost every preacher that you can find near where we live, it's almost shallow. It's so shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't some really good in-depth preachers. I have not. The message is the same in going to a Bible study. I don't want to do topical Bible studies anymore. I don't want a topical preacher. I want to read God's word, and that's you like what we, it. You, so you like exegetical preaching, then you really want mm. like serious exegesis. Like they Correct. Face, I think they face a similar problem that uh, a a lot of I'm going to use this word. You're not going to love it, but it's true in a manner. Entertainers fall into mm-hmm. baby. If you want people in the seats, you got to play the hits. Yeah, that's good without a doubt. So yeah, that that's changed a lot for me. Um, you know, the last time we went to uh, uh, Berean Bible Church, have you converted her to preterism yet? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. But I have been, I have changed, and I. Um, and and I do want to say that um, they'll say like that to Roddy too. You know, yeah, I heard you they're, say that. And they're in laughing. Your cross one. They're they're really not pointing the finger at you and expect expecting total conversion. They really aren't. Like they. They've, they did like you. They did their research and their study. They came to the position that they came to. And when you come into their world, they ask the question, you know, but they, they, love, they love on Rodney, even though Rodney doesn't hold to it. You know what I mean? So Well, and I have found out quietly that there are many more who believe like I do mm-hmm. but are, and are pastors, but are quiet about it. Yeah. Because our particular denomination is so disbe-heavy. Yeah. Um, don't go against Amir Safardi. You can't do that. That's against mm-hmm. the canon. Right. So yeah, it's it's been. I'm probably going to get excommunicated from my Southern Baptist church. So um, anyway, all that to say is, yeah, it's both a blessing and a curse. Um, oh, it really blessing, sounds like big change. Yeah, it's a big, big change. change. Blessing in that I am reading my Bible with a different point of view, and a curse in that. A lot of times, it's just surface level. Yeah, sure. How about you, Big Daddy? Has this podcast been a positive or a negative? Or what do you think? I'm exhausted. Yeah, I am completely exhausted. Yeah. Um, 
it's I'm I'm with um, Sarita on the fact that I mean I love the fact that I've met you guys. I love the fact that. But we, we're exhausting, clearly. No, no it's <laughs> thirty-seven texts. I walk <sighs> away from my phone to change a diaper and return to the group text. Thirty-seven missed texts. What? Thirty-two of them are from Andy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to like scroll all the way to the top. It takes me two hours to catch up half the time. It is exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, um, it but it's not exhausting from I guess it's not exhausting from the podcast level of it. It's exhausting from the standpoint of the amount of theological study that that I delve into um, in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I have a a tendency of of latching on to certain things and holding on until I can understand it, um, and not letting go and. And no matter how hard that is for me at times when I should let go and let things just be for a while, I don't let go and I keep digging on it and I keep holding on to it. And um, I'm extremely thankful. I would not be, despite the fact I say I'm exhausted, it's a happy exhaustion because I've gone further in my studies and and further in my um, analysis of things than I would have ever been able to. I've met some pretty awesome people, some very deep thinkers, not that I all agree on, but I, I appreciate appreciate them tremendously nonetheless. We all have a piece of the puzzle in our own right with everything. I learned so much from Tiziana's studies. I've learned a lot from Sarita's studies. I've learned a lot from our studies and the times that I've been able to do my own studies in on the show and I've learned a lot from it because of the time I took in to, to dive into it. And there's potential for this coming year to do that type of growth anymore or even more. And the one thing about growing, even mentally, you know, you, you just, it takes a toll on you. It takes a toll when you grow. When you have a quote unquote, 2023 was a huge mental growth spurt biblically for me. In so many different ways. I mean, it was already a big enough growth spurt going as far as I went from, like Sarita said, about going out of dispensationalism to quote-unquote preterism. That's a huge growth spurt, but now it's even different now, mm-hmm. and it's growing in a different way. And, you know, sort of like Tiziana was, is, or um, Sarita was referring to that I'm, and this may sound really, really strange, I'm I feel like in times I'm growing out of preterism because mm-hmm. I see the things that are going on in in the circles of it, and I don't want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I don't want the bickering. I don't want the fighting. I don't want the argumentativeness. And you and I discussed it recently. We did a podcast with a with a roundtable, and one of the questions that I asked, and you reminded me of this, that I asked some very smart thinkers. I said, do, "Does preterism need leadership?" Does preterism need a church? Mm-hmm. And immediately I was just bombarded with no. Mm-hmm. Well, without leadership and without direction, what do you what do you end up with? It's always chaos. Yeah, it's always misdirection. It's always you know everything running around. And we begin to understand it even as a parent that I am with my child and wanting them to be independent and wanting them to be their own person. They have to have direction. They have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. They have to have something that stabilizes them. I mean, it's no different than a car on the road. Without lines on the road, it would go everywhere, and everybody would run into each other. 
you're free to go where you want to go, but at least have some boundaries so that we all can enjoy the ride together. And preterism doesn't have it. Would you would you say that that's exactly what a creed or a confession of faith is? I could possibly agree with that if I really understood the creeds. From mm-hmm. where I grew up, creeds had no meaning to me. No, in the Baptist church, you don't really hear the creeds. You know, you don't hear the Westminster Confession of Faith. Most of them, most people, especially Baptists, they don't follow the London Baptist Confession of Faith of right. 1607. Right. You know, so... I mean, even recently, we've heard about the, the tremendous... Um, it's so traumatic to get away from the creeds. Yeah. You know, there's been argumentative about that. It's like everything leads to an argument, which yeah. I'm completely tired of. Yeah. You know, we almost can, uh, the boroughs become a safe space, regardless what we believe. Mm-hmm. But it's a safe place to talk about it without leaving in an argument. Well, that's why I've been so hesitant. Rick's asked me several times to, to, to say what. I believed or what I've come to a conclusion of, and I'm still working it out, but it's almost like I don't want to put it out there because I know the backlash that I'm going to get because I believe something different. And it, and yeah. In this room? No, 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 no. Like we, we never see the emails that you see because you always, you always take them on your, you take on yourself. So yeah, but, the, the backlash that would come from either the dispensationalists who are still listening to us or the preterists who think that I'm a heretic and completely off my rocker. So that's why I've been hesitant to do any sort of episode on mm-hmm. what I believe. Yeah, and I agree. I, I'm, I'm a light. I can see where Rick's coming from because we've both said it to each other. I said, bro, I'm exhausted. Like it, the amount of stuff that comes at me, but I can see why you would feel that way, Sarita. And sometimes I ask myself that same question, like by being in the boroughs of Berea and bringing up these studies and talking about it as openly as we do, we open ourselves up because we're sharing it with the public. So we are opening ourselves up to the public to be able to respond. And we want them to, to an extent, but, um, but I can understand at some point you want, you wonder, maybe I don't want to bring all of this to the public. I just want to live a soft easy, Christian, peaceful life and just live out my faith instead of having to sit and talk about it all the time, you know? But that's the that's the struggle with being a podcast and going out into the public is that if you're going to bring these things out, then you have to be ready for that kind of thing, right. you know? But And if, if it's not in your nature, like it's not in mine, like I can't stand arguments. I hate them. Um, I loathe them. But I've had to engage you know, and I've had to... And you do it so kindly. If you ever go on watch when he gets into something on Facebook, it's always done with such kindness. You always try to bring it back to love. And I, that's that's the attraction to this podcast. It always comes back to loving one another. I think Cherry says it in our opening. It comes back to loving one another. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, and, and that's really what it boils down to is... Um, that's why I like Tiziana when she sings that song, you know, the Fruits of the Spirit song, because... I, and I like the way that you sing it because you've got that blue. It's like bluesy, jazzy, something. I don't know what it is, but it's catchy. And bluesy and jazzy are not the same thing. It, it can be. It's like a '50s lounge singer kind yeah. of like thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hamming it up thick. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm spreading it on. But I love it. Yeah. And, and but what it did was is it helped me to memorize Galatians five twenty two. And when it did, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I did it in VBS. Yeah, yeah. that's about, where I learned 15 that song. years ago. Yeah. I was I was a kid in in in, in vacation Bible school. Yeah, but you know, I've I've watched 
I've watched what you're talking about, Rick. These men tear each other apart, and you can be off by just because you don't understand one Greek word, and because you don't understand that Greek word, therefore your whole theology is crap to them, and they just want to eat, you know, chew you up and spit you out. And, I, and from the standpoint of a you, at least for me, I, there's so many times that I want the opportunity to at least because iron sharpens iron, and when you when you see something that you you want to know whether or not it's right or it's true from whatever perspective you have at the moment that you're seeing it you you want to have a, uh, an opportunity to to branch that out to somebody that can help you maybe either see which way you're going or not but in so many cases you're so blown off so fast that you're just you have no I mean you're left to believe what you believe because nobody else will there's nobody else to check it. Mm-hmm. And you may be believing wrong. You could be believing right. Yeah. But nobody will, there's nobody there without any type of, that movement has no leadership. With no leadership, look where it's at. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, can you see, can you see why there are some people in the world that are and, satisfied with their church life and their relationships 100%. with that church, even if their theology doesn't necessarily match that of the church being with the group means more, and the fellowship means more, hundred percent, than being right. So many times, I've, I've, I've so you can at least understand why they would do it. We'll go back and just sit and be quiet. Exactly, just and sit there's back probably. And be quiet. I think it would be safe to say that several of the people that you probably know may, at one point in their life, have done what we've done, and they came to the place where they're like, and they regressed. I want to live a quiet life. I just want to be with my family. I want to worship, and I want to go on with my day. But is that right? Uh, I think it might be right for them. I mean, everybody is different. There's a time for everything. That's even a, that's in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. You know, there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. And I it's think three one through eight. I think. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the wisest men on the earth said, "There's a time for things. There's seasons for things." And I think there's you might be entering into a season where. Um, you you know you still study and you still engage with the boroughs, but you don't necessarily involve yourself in you know that aspect of it. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying there's a season out, for everything. Out, well, outwardly, I mean, I don't I don't say a whole lot. I don't comment. I don't comment a whole lot. I mean, there's many times I've written responses to something or questions or something, and I just delete it. Yes, I just delete it, and and that's sometimes it. it it may sound funny, but it's euphoric in its moment because I got it off my chest. Yeah. Because I was able to put it in a sentence or type yeah, it out. It's the old write the letter and burn it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a thing, there's something to Lincoln it. Lincoln was pretty famous for that. Yeah, was so, he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So letting it go. But you um, got to be quick with some of those, if, especially if you hit enter and then you went, crap, I want to get it off there because they'll take a <laughs> screenshot like that because I had several of them sending. Uh, to be fair, Lincoln had. Lincoln did it on paper. So he had he longer, burn to, it, yeah. <laughs> longer to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. So to 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 kind of draw uh, to in in my part of this is that yes, the boroughs have changed me a lot in this past year, being a part of them in so many different ways that I necessarily can't say out loud and or put it into terms that are appropriate to not inappropriate but not appropriate right now to to describe. But I'm also thankful for the people that are willing um, as a fan to take the journey with us. Mm-hmm. And to constantly journey with us. I, we talk so much about ourselves and how we support ourselves, but sometimes we don't give enough thankful people enough thanks to the people that are willing to join us constantly mm-hmm. and join us every week, the two times a week that we put out our 
our show to talk to people. Once a week. Or what? I mean, it's, sometimes it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends. Yeah. So, I mean, the people that are willing to join us and listen to the testimonies, listen to our, our studies, and are willing to, to keep joining with us, I'm extremely thankful for them. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how you feel about me, but just know that I love you for willing to join me on what the journey I'm on mm-hmm. when I at least have an opportunity to say something as a part of the cast. Yeah. If you remember whenever we got together uh, for our you know end of year uh, Christmas party, and I told you that we had one episode that was downloaded 207,000 times. That's crazy. And for me, that's, that's a banana-sized number. That's not, I mean, again, it's not Joe Rogan numbers. I get it. But when it comes to podcasting and what we're talking about and some of the topics we talk about, I was like, that's a lot of downloads. That's a lot of people, you know, just listening to to this. And so I think that something resonates. You know, I don't necessarily know exactly what it is, but something's resonating. Well, I would think. Go ahead, somebody. I was going to say, I think part of it is, except for, I guess, Tiziana. The rest of us don't have any sort of theological doctorates or degrees. We're I don't just either. so you. <laughs> I only I only did half a master's. Okay, so I, I but really you have some sort of theology, theological. Yeah. But even still, we're just regular people mm-hmm. trying to read the Bible as best we can, or not read the Bible as best we can. <laughs> <laughs> right, Andy? Working very hard at it. Working very hard at not reading the Bible. The hardest thing to do in life is nothing because you can do so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think maybe that because I could go on and listen to, I don't want to bring up his name, but you know who I'm talking about, who has a theology degree or the other guy who, who we've interviewed a couple of times. He has several degrees. But just regular people fleshing out the Bible together, I think that's attractive to people. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our pastors have some sort of doctorate in the theological studies or biblical studies. And it, if I wanted to go listen to that, I would be at church. Mm-hmm. But this is just regular people who have regular lives and regular jobs trying to work out the Bible together. And I think for me, even though I don't necessarily agree with everything that we have put out, I think it's attractive. We're all just trying to work this. Isn't that what life is? We're just trying to work out this life together. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Cases. Whether in your home, auto, suitcase, or hotel room, you can be assured that with Carolina Cases, you can protect what matters most. Carolina cases are TSA approved, so you know your items are secured in a shock and impact-proof hard case. These lightweight, durable cases come with pre-cut protective high-quality foam to fit your pistols by make and model, compact size, or full size. They also come in a universal configuration for multiple options. Carolina cases are more than a pistol case. They are available in fully customizable foam to protect what matters. You can go to their website at www.carolinacases.net to see their designer protective lid designs. Each is laser engraved to give you unmatched style at home or on the range. So protect what matters most. Visit www.carolinacases.net. That's www.carolinacases.net. And also enter code Burrows at checkout to receive free shipping. That's right. Just enter the code Burrows at checkout and you'll receive free shipping. Back to the show. 
Well, Billy, how about you, man? I mean, you've been here since day one. Nothing. Uh, Billy changed my life with the Reese's caramel. (laughs) Yeah. He changed my life. Wow. Right there. I got a box of them from Costco for Christmas. Did you really? Did you bring me one? Because I can't find them anywhere. (laughs) No, of course. Okay. Next time, if you're not snowed in. What's crazy is about me and Rick's connection that just keeps coming up. We're like soulmates. I know it's crazy. Mating part, you know. Oh, he actually has more. He told you guys. He talked to me about something we didn't even know. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I was talking about our connection, Billy. I'm sorry. I didn't, well, didn't not that kind of connection, Rick. <laughs> oh yeah, slide on over. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, so listening to Rick Welch's testimony, Your shotgun writer. <laughs> so I found out that my aunt and uncle brought you to Jesus, or yes. helped pray. So, uh, like in my twenty five years ago, in my testimony in nineteen eighty five. Randy and Lynn McFalls are the ones that took me to church. So that's that's my Introduced aunt and uncle. Introduced me to Jesus yeah. Christ. It's so, his aunt and uncle. How and cool is yeah, that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so, awesome. And then, like, and then, of course, we cross paths again, hanging out with that time our wives. Yeah. And now, and then we pretty much separated the same time. But anyway, it's always been led to Rick. But for me, if, uh, on this podcast, it's been it's just the family ship, getting to know you guys. I feel like I could call any one of you at any point in time and ask you anything. And um, for the podcast and for my faith, I've, I've definitely, because like Sarita said, we don't, I'm definitely not very knowledgeable about it, but we're all different levels of knowledge and faith in, in this podcast. And we can just sit and talk and still love each other at the end of the day. But um, I think the biggest thing for me is like, it's calmed me down. So, I guess since I've managed people for like 20 years at a sawmill, I've always had like, this is my plan. This is how we're going to do it. You know, with, with 25 employees, you kind of have to plan for the next day. And, you know, when you're getting ready to roll with production 730 the next day, a, a guy calls in and it just, it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to change everything. You have to move everything around. And another one might call in. So I had a real problem with that so i guess it kind of morphed to my life too is is so i i was kind of like i had these big plans when i was 19 you know i bought a house i wanted to be out of debt when i was 40 and i was and i didn't think about a wife i thought if that would happen it, it would and kids and stuff like that but financially and what i wanted and what i had it was just my plan this i control my stuff and i think you know, we don't. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a roller coaster of life. You just strap in and hold on. We could get a phone call. We could have a chest pain. We could walk in the wrong convenience store at the, you know, a car wreck, anything that could change our life. And it's just, just get in and hold on. So I think with the scripture, the Bibles, the studies, and the testimonies, it's just really kind of chilled me out. And reading the scripture, I've read the Bible more in the last four years than I have ever. Um, I was introduced to preterism. When you first said that, I thought, are we going to get a van or what? You know, I, you know what, what's going on here? So uh, It's been ordered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm a preterist on the side of it. Uh, so, We're going to have your, we can like the plumbers do where they're yeah, sitting. Yeah. We have your, I did on I, the side of it. Just to be fair, I did hire a barber to shave all of our heads tonight. Right nice. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I hope you didn't pay him much on my account. <laughs> <laughs> or mine. <laughs> and, and just like, 
like this morning. Okay, so I haven't listened to a lot of the podcasts here lately because I usually do it when I work out, and I haven't worked out in a while. And I the, can tell. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, like a marshmallow fluff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring on the fluff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at it really. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because the two abs that I had have yeah. morphed into one bulk ab. So. Uh, hey, so anyway, so I, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna work out today. So and like I said, I'm a little behind on our podcast. So I was just scrolling, and I come across Sarita when she had her friend in here. It was Janita. I listened to it, and what really stood out, she sounds like an amazing woman. And what really stood out to me was um, when y'all asked her my question. Wasn't and, that the most beautiful answer? Yeah, it was. And what's what's crazy is that um, when she said that she had a dream about a car wreck and that she saw Jesus on the hill, what made that crazy for me is today marks 20 years that my best friend died in a car wreck. And um, Can you listen to that today? Today, this morning. Oh, wow. And uh, so Ray died uh, January 4th, 2004. I was with him that night. Rick's heard the story, of course. And uh, I, I guess that was just Jesus' way of assuring me that that Ray is still with him you know, or Ray is with him and that I'm still here to do a plan and his plan. And that um, so it, it was just it was it was one of those moments you just stand there and you feel warm. But then you're crying at the same time. Amen. And it, it was just. It, it, I mean, it was 20 years to the day. And, and, and like, you know, I know that there's some people, oh, that's coincidence. That's, no. um, that's just whatever. But for me, it wasn't. Right. So stuff like that has just really just, just, just helped me out uh, a lot in the last four years of uh, separation, divorce, moving out, kids, um, getting older. Um, just, just it's it's been great, Rick. Mm. So you know, it just I feel like it just just hold on and uh, take every day wide open and just just you know. So I've I've really enjoyed it and I've really just calmed down and just one of the worst sayings that that just I can't stand is it is what it is, but it is you know. So yeah. you know and. Uh, but anyway, so I, I've just enjoyed it, and I, you know, look forward to you know the next time we we meet in the podcast. So my faith has definitely gotten stronger. I do agree with you know, and I'm the less knowledgeable one here, and and that's that's on me. I, I need to study more and read more and 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 ask questions more. But Jesus is working in my life, and and I've just I, I you know I. I'm, I'm letting him take control. So yeah. this just, just really, really helped me. So. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to share that with Janita because she's really struggling right now. Oh, really? Okay. And to know that something she said helped someone else. It was unbelievable. I enjoyed the podcast. And then when she said that, you know, like when you lose somebody like a best friend or a family member, you always remember that day. And some years are easier. I wouldn't say easier, but some years don't hurt as much or some years do and i guess it just being 20 years i didn't sleep very good last night and i guess it was just i don't know i can still remember like it was yesterday 
Mm. And it was just it, like when she said that, and then she was telling the story and that Jesus was there. I was like, man, of all stories in a, in a car wreck into the day, and just my friend, it was like a brother. It was just, it was insane. Well, that's God. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Amen, so, brother. But anyway. We love yeah. you, brother. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So. I think that might be the most he's ever talked <laughs> yeah. on a podcast. because I don't shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy Rick's voice. <laughs> puts me to sleep. Yeah. So do I. So, yeah. So do I. Just, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Billy knows the rare ninja art of just keeping his trap shut until he's got something <laughs> worth hearing. Yeah, that's true. Well, Cherry, how about you? Um, this this podcast has it, if at all, has it done anything positive, negative? Have you learned anything? What what, what do you what do you think? Um. Yep. This um podcast has uh definitely changed my whole life. Mm. Um, when I first came here you know you just invited me to listen and I uh, was actually on my way back from the beach and uh, I listened the whole way to you and Billy and Andy and you know it was funny and um, just worth listening to so I came and was just going to sit in and listen and um, I've always had an interest in reading scripture and early on when I first came to know Christ in 2014 I didn't know how to read the Bible and so I was looking for answers, like, how do you read the Bible? How do you know where to start? And so, of course, you know, you're looking for mentors. And uh, I don't mean any disrespect by saying this, but as a woman within most of the uh, churches and things, you know, you kind of get like, well, here's you a um, a verse of the day kind of thing. And, you know, as a woman, you get up and you read your verse and you study and you move. It's kind of cookie cutter kind of style um way of reading scripture and and uh I always thought well there's you know shouldn't it be more than that so but you know I didn't really know too much about it so coming here enlightened me more on topics that if you reached out to ask about certain topics you kind of you know just kind of got swept under the rug or maybe as a woman you didn't really understand it that well or, or whatever. And you and I have had several conversations. I, I had reached out to you very early on because, of course, you led me to Christ. And so there you go. But so I would ask you questions, you know, what about this and what about that? Questions that I've found that we've asked here since being on the podcast. If you read scripture this way, it didn't make sense. You know, how could you be this way or that way? You know, especially like um, asleep in Christ, and, but yet, you know, having a rapture and, and None of it made sense. So are you in the grave? Or are you in, in heaven? And then you come back to the grave. And, you know, we've had questions like that that we've talked about. So I was able to ask those questions freely and comfortably and was accepted by asking those questions. And even even on topics that maybe you don't agree with or maybe you just don't know enough about it to understand it, you know, coming here and being able to discuss it and not feeling shamed for discussing them or ignorant for not understanding them. There's a peace in coming here and meeting the people that I've met and hearing the testimonies that I've heard. I realized that there were a lot of things I was blinded to and I didn't hear. And I didn't realize that early on that I was already being molded kind of into a certain way of reading Scripture and understanding it and becoming more close mind to really what Scripture said. So, you know, I I think, you know, in Scripture it says, he that hath the ear, let him hear. And a lot of times I think that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people do exactly like Sarita said. You kind of get a shallow, just a little piece of it, and then you move on. And I don't, I don't want to live my life like that. 
And so with that being said, coming here has disappointed me, coming to new understandings of things that I thought maybe I understood before, um, has encouraged me to read more and attempt to understand. It also has given me a sense of accountability for myself, for my own study, not always looking for someone else to explain something to me, but waiting for scripture to tell me exactly what I need to hear and how to understand it. Along the way, I've met several wonderful people, and I've learned that maybe I was more judgmental than I than I realized that I was. Maybe even shallow-minded and fairy tale-ish in my mind with Scripture and not really uh, understanding it on a real level. Uh, so I've learned that. And then, of course, within this year especially, about halfway through my year, uh, my my whole life just got derailed. I don't really know where I've been for a while, so... But with that, you know, you would think that you'd be able to go to some people and find comfort in that, but I didn't, I didn't find comfort there. So by coming here, you you know, you'd ask, do you want to go, you know, on a trip? Do you want to go just sit in church and listen, listen to teachers and, and people preach and, and talk to other people who obviously have had their own derailments? So it's encouraged me and helped me. I didn't realize that, uh, I had gotten so far off probably till maybe a couple of weeks ago, but you guys have always been there. Even if I don't speak up much or I don't really engage much in the conversations, you guys are always with me no matter what. And you're, you're whether it's 30 some texts about topic that maybe nobody agrees on, or maybe it's just a funny face or a, a, a joke or whatever. It's always like, like almost like still just being in here where there's no judgment and there's love and there's always someone to encourage. You know, I think I think that's what life is about because Billy's right, life is like a roller coaster and we need people in it that are going to always be there no matter what. And that's what I've got from this podcast. I've, I've met a family of people who come from different parts but are willing to always be there no matter what and love one another. And, um, you know, like Rick said, in, in some of these groups that we've met there's a lot of bickering going on and things and that, that's one thing that will kind of turn anybody away you don't you don't want to deal with that you just want to be loved and accepted and encouraged to learn and I think everybody should should be able to do that and and I get that here mm. man you guys are making me tear up and stuff I know right how about you Tiziana I mean when I think about my life trajectory and where I started and, you know, then I went to a private Christian high school when I was 16. I was kind of like the, a mega church in Hawaii, a Pentecostal mega church. There were little, you know, darling singer that was always on all their shows and like televised programs and people would stop me at the airport and be like, you're the girl that sings at that church. And although it's in Hawaii, so it's a different accent. I don't know why I said that like a Southern person. <laughs> um, it's in Southern Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. You had one girl. That's how they talk over there. But anyway, um, you know, and then, and then to like lose all of that to completely and utterly reject all of that and like shave my head and like th you know, throw all of that behind me. And then like, try to start over and and the last well I guess like the last three years you know becoming a parent and 
how isolating that can be. It's like, I, 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 I went from this period of time where I was like super highly visible and like really active and doing all this stuff to like being buried in the ground, like a seed, you know? And then even as I've been starting to grow up and out of it, it's still very lonely and isolating because like I'm, I'm home alone a lot. And, you know, I, I really am resonating. Everything that Cherry and Sarita both are saying, it's really resonating with me because like, I'm tired of like surface conversations and I'm really tired of pastors brushing me off because I'm a girl, really tired of it. Like, it, it, like just go on and knit a skirt or something and quit trying to ask the big kid questions that happened a lot, especially when I was like, you know, in this giant mega church. And, and so it's like, I feel like I felt like I'm, I felt like I'm this tree that's just kind of like, like poked out of the ground by itself and there's no shade and there's no, there's no leaves, but, um, aspen trees are really interesting because as a species, they have an interconnected root system. And so they actually like support and feed one another. So if one piece of the aspen tree is like, so a grove of aspen, aspen trees is literally like one organism. Mm. And so, cause their roots are connected. And they, if one is, if one piece of it is sick or if one piece of it is, is, doesn't get enough sun or if one piece of it has a fungus, whatever, the other ones will send those nutrients along those lines. Right. And that's kind of like what this group's felt like for me, because I don't always, as I've kind of circled back around to Christianity and decided to do a master's in divinity, you know, because I walked away from the church such a long time ago, I don't really have like a Christian community. Most of my friends are heathens like Andy. <laughs> you know, you Andy know. the heathen. That's I have, what like, they call I have a handful of Christian friends, you know, that like I that I have like and I have a couple really good Christian friends. But like I've just kind of felt like a like I've just felt like I've lost in the wind, you know? But like even if I'm not always here, I listen to the podcasts and I listen to what you guys are talking about and I listen to Sarita's studies and I listen to, you know, like you guys are reading books that I haven't had an access I had access to because not because they're not in front of me, but because like it's really a lot to parent two tiny children all day long mm -hmm. by yourself, yeah. you know, with like occasional sporadic help, but nothing you can really depend on, you know, I'll set the alarm for five o'clock because I want to get up and like work on the study that I'm working and on. And that kid's up at 445. <laughs> yes. I had four of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, last I'm going to get up and do my quiet time. I'm going to spend an hour praying and reading yeah, my no, Bible, drink my coffee. Yeah, you ain't I doing that. I coffee made till like 11 o'clock. No. No. And so it's weird. So it's like, I've just been in this like really strange, like, I guess, I guess like a complete and total identity shift mm -hmm. as I'm circling back to Christianity and I'm not going to do that one anymore. The one that I left behind, but like, I don't really know what to do and I don't really know where to go necessarily or like how to reconstruct this. And I feel like this tiny little tree that's trying to bud by itself, like this being a part of this podcast and listening to this podcast and being part of this group, it's like reminded me of the, that I have roots. And you guys are like the Aspen Grove of roots. And when I don't have time to get to my Bible and when I don't have time to like breathe, you know, I can at least like throw on a podcast and I can listen to what you guys are doing. And it, it gives me food that I didn't have time to go gather for myself, mm. you know? And this stage will pass. Ugh. I promise. It's really hard. I promise. I didn't think I was ever going to yeah. get out of that stage. They gave me drugs. That's been helpful. 
Yeah. I take drugs now, and that's been a huge difference. Is that Mo on the street corner? Yeah, no, no. Dr. Lisa, I'll give you her number. Thanks. But yeah, she, I mean, you know, and because it's really, human beings weren't meant to do this by themselves the way mm-hmm. that, that we do it anymore. We're really not. And and my husband is amazing, and his mother is amazing. But there are two people that also have lives. I mean, Dylan gets up and goes to work at 7 o'clock, and he gets home at 530. It really does take you a know? village to raise. Well, and the podcast that we put out on suffering. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Every single one of them were lonely. Yeah, that's it. And I said, and Andy and I talked about it. I think we had a little back and forth with it, but we are the loneliest civilization because we're all connected with the thing yeah. in our hands, but we're we're not connecting. We're not. But I think that like, I was driving here and I was kind of trying to like think about like, how do I answer that question? Because like, even on the way down here, it takes me 30 minutes to get out of mom headspace and get in podcast headspace. Because like when I, I left with a three-year-old going, I want to go, I want to go. You know, I mean, like I, I have to like put on a whole different personality to like be here, you know? Yeah, sure. And so it's, it's just been really, it's been really lovely to kind of like <sighs> just reconnect with other, with fellow believers, but that are also theologically creative and that are also willing to, to think and learn past what tradition gave you because, you know, that's what I was like looking for. And that's what I was wanting is to not just be kind of like inundated with the same old versions of things. And that's one of the reasons why I went to seminary in the first place is because I was like, I, I, you know, I've said this a thousand times, but I'm sick of what the Bible says. What I want to know is what the Bible means. Mm. And sometimes you have to work harder to figure that out. And that to me is the exegesis. That to me is the work. That to me is spending the time, not just like reading it going, that's what said and walking away, but like actually like digging in and asking hard questions, you know? And so, so it's nice to, it's like, it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that alone. And a lot of the people, even a lot of people that I was in seminary with, many of them I just love and they're wonderful people, but even a lot of them are, it's like, you know, all of them were already pastors. And so they're really just getting a degree to finish a thing. And so like they'd come to class late or they'd come, you know what I mean? They're like, a lot of them were going to be working as hospital chaplains. A lot of the people that are in my degree. So they have a very different, you know, focus. They weren't trying to deal with exegesis. They're trying to figure out like, you know, how to comfort people who are, you know, dying and things, you know, just completely different. So even in theological seminary, it wasn't like I was surrounded with a bunch of other people that were doing this kind of work. You know, I, I got crickets there too, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, not all the time, but there are occasionally times where I was like, you know, Hey, wait, hold on. I was like, you know, and it would just be like, mm. yeah. So it's just been nice. And it's been hard trying to remember who I am outside of motherhood, or at least maybe figure out how to redefine myself with that as I don't, cause I don't want that to be a separate part of me. You, you know, it's mm. all the same. It's, and that's what you have to do, but that's what it, it's been. It's just been really hard. It's like a whole of this whole identity shift. And so I'm trying to figure out like who I am now at the same time as this version of me as a, as a parent. Yeah. And so, you know, being a part of this, it's like, I, I love, I don't always get a chance. To, I mean, I sometimes takes me like four and five days to listen to a single episode because I get maybe 15 minutes where I can check out and then my kids are like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are yeah. you listening to? Right. What you, can you play with me? You know, and so it's like, and because I'm home alone with them every day, all day long, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, I can't remember the last time I pooped with the door shut and I'm yeah. not joking or like gone pee first thing in the morning without a baby actually nursing simultaneously. Wow. You know, so it's like, I just don't. It's amazing what you can do while nursing a child. <laughs> yeah. I can fix dinner. <laughs> I can cook dinner. 
Wow. I was, by the time the fourth one came along, I'm sure my mom has a story remembering a woman feeding Change a, a baby. diaper on another child while nursing the other child. Oh, that, I could do that. That's Olympic level sport right there. Wow. Yeah, I'm not that advanced. That's pretty spectacular. You know, I know I've gotten to the situation where I'm trying to like work. And so I have my neighbor's three-year-old on Tuesdays. And then she takes my kids on Wednesdays, but that's not like I'm going to the spa or whatever. Like I'm going to work, you know, and then mm. I'm like rushing home after work to try and get dinner made and stuff. Cause I'm the first parent home, even though we both worked today, you know? And so it's just, it's a lot. And that's like, you know, not to be like rude and steal time for a teaser, but that's one of the reasons why I think God's led me to do this study on Proverbs 31, mm-hmm. because it's this wonderful example of like facing the challenges and the difficulties of being, you know, this, this identity that I'm trying to figure out how to live in within doing that, but doing that in the, the grace of God and in your, you're like, you were made for this. Yeah, You were made in God's image and God made you to do this. It's, it's okay, you know? Yeah. And so, because if that's just, that's just been the hard part and being a part of this team is kind of, you know, it's filled in the gaps mm-hmm. where I'm losing it and I can't, right. you know, whatever, like this place is filled in the gaps. Well, and hearing your, just hearing your life, and, you know, to hear Rick say he's exhausted, and then I say I'm exhausted, then I'm like, yeah, you're, you, uh, yeah, let's but, be real. Well, no, but I mean, I mean, it just, <laughs> but it's a different, you have like three businesses. Yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, I don't drive two and a half hours to come here, you know? And so, I mean, I think that, I think that everybody's suffering and everybody's pain is real and everybody's sure. suffering, everybody's pain is valid. And I think that, you know, have you tried drugs? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I t- you know, I'll just toss that out there, you know? <laughs> and I say that as a joke, I'm on Wellbutrin, but you know, everybody's life is hard. And that's kind of what part of the testimony series yeah. is like really yeah, good. Exactly. Everybody's life is hard. Yeah. We're all in doing different this together. Ways. In different yeah. ways. And, and But mm-hmm. if we, like you talked about, would learn how to love and connect with each other. Yeah. And give each other the nutrients that we need. Life would not be that more difficult. Mm-hmm. It would be easier because we'd be so connected with each other and we'd be able to help each other. Yeah. I think the most impactful studies we do or things we do are the testimonies. And mm-hmm. I remember growing up in church and Sunday nights were for testimonies. Mm. People got up and shared their testimonies. When have we gotten away from that? Hearing how other people have been affected by God can be as powerful and pull people towards the gospel as the gospel itself. Power of the blood and the word of our testimony. That's right. That's our power is the word of our testimony. We don't feel so isolated anymore. You don't feel like you're the up. only one. Yeah. Listen, I tried to organize a group, and I we have to ask Rick the question, but I'm going to say this. I tried to organize a group of parents whose children have attempted suicide. So I went to someone whose child had done that, and I said, would you be willing— Let's start just the four of us. And I know another couple who would, crickets, mm. crickets. Like we should be depending on one another and, and listening to their story, hearing our story, hearing this other people's story, but we feel isolated and not like I could not get, like I just, there's support groups for AA, there's support groups for drugs, there's support groups for a whole lot of stuff. Google it. You cannot find a support group for that. And it's it's crazy. And you it's can a, find a mom's an, group yeah. who people are struggling with toddlers and being a new mom and how to be a wife yeah. and all this kind of, There's all kinds of support groups. There mm-hmm. are these men go out and eat rattlesnake and do things, game dinners and all this stuff. 
That's great. But where's the connection? <laughs> I mean, there's still I'm shame attached to suicide. That, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. When I'm my, trying to help that, but one nobody the, wants to dig that deep. One of the professors at my school, and this is one of the things like, so one of the professors at ILIF, her name's Carrie Doring, and she's written several books. She's got a dual doctorate in psychology and in, in pastoralship. Her son, her son unalived himself. And she has written like I, her bravery in like the world of academia to like, move forward and write about that healing process in academic language, but just her refusal to be silent because we don't talk about it because people get all weird and feel bad. And I wonder if she'd be willing to talk to you. We'll talk about that afterward. Yeah. Yeah. One of the beauties of the testimony to me, the reason why I even wanted to start it was because, and what I'd hoped would happen and did, is that it reminds us all that we had a first love. And what did that mean? For those who share a testimony of coming into faith in Christ, they all have a similar story. They meet him and they respond to the news that they're given. We branch from there. We grow from there. We study the Bible. We go to churches. We Whatever it might be, we, we go from that place. But the bitterness and the hatred, and the way that we turn on one another in the faith, to me, is unacceptable. And I want to remind people to go back to their first love, to remember the grace that they'd been given. Because there are people in this world that you might try to measure yourself against them if you'd like, and say, well, I wasn't a meth head for 22 years. But there's going to be somebody out there who's been a meth head for 30. And there's going to be somebody out there who has, you know, endured something like rape or something something like an accident or the death of a friend or whatever it might have been that was the catalyst for them to be able to hear the gospel message, whatever it was. I wanted everybody to hear that we're all the same. Every one of us are identical in that. Even for the ones that eventually go and leave the faith, we've had a couple of those on here, but they all had that same beginning, you know? And I've discovered a lot of the people that leave the faith, they kind of sound like Rick. They get to this place where they've studied themselves to death, and they've worked themselves completely out of it because it wears them out. That's to me, is the beauty of the testimony, is that the testimony shows us all that we had a first love. Yeah. And that, get back to it. And part of it, and as I, I listen to everybody else, and I, and I mean— for God's sakes, this is not even a competition, but I, it's even at times that my exhaustion through study of the Bible has been almost a cover-up for even the life struggles that I've gone through this past year mm-hmm. of, you know, basically not losing a child to un, un, unliving themselves, but, you know, losing a child in general mm-hmm. throughout the year. And instead of coping with that loss— in a, in, I don't know if that's the proper way. I've delved my life into the word and study to cover that up. Mm-hmm. That so, alienation is a, it's a serious thing. Alienation, yeah. It is a serious thing. I know so, several people. And the part about testimonies and the part of actually, the hardest part is opening up. Mm-hmm. It's opening up because we're so scared that people will t- either shame us, like Andy said about 
there's so much shame and so much out there now that you you just don't want to be shamed for feeling the way you feel about something. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you know whether it's right or wrong, you don't want to be shamed for it. Yeah. And you, you, we're so apt to cover it up, but you know some of the things that I enjoyed the most about certain things that people would talk about is to hear that there's so much similarity in that moment where I'm like man i'm I'm not crazy mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. people are experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing, or you know for the sake of parenthood that when I'd listen to other parents and their children were doing the same thing mine was i i i didn't I wasn't judgmental of my kid anymore, yeah because they were they were being normal, yeah, but I had nothing to gauge it over being a, for a long period of time a single parent mm-hmm. and the only the only way I saw that was through my own child, and I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right. But I talked to another ch- another parent with a child, and they're doing the exact same thing, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not me that's wrong. Yeah. Or it's me that's wrong, but I just didn't have a way to, 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 to gauge it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to know that you're not alone in something, too. Yeah. You know? Man, how about Andy, how about you, man? I mean, you've been here since day one. I'm not sure why you chose to make me the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Rick still has to go. Oh, good call. Good Welch point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, let's get this right. I'm the yeah. anchor of this podcast. Yeah, that right. is okay. correct. Yeah, no. We all know it. No, that, the yeah. Podfather. Yeah. That the makes o- way more sense. G. The OG. Yeah. The sinker. <laughs> Stinker? Yes. Either one. Okay. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like a learning experience to me. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's armchair. It's basically, to me, it's like... Uh, Possible history, right? Because some of that's debatable. Uh, history, and but like, you know, it's stuff that shapes the world. And it's kind of an armchair philosophy podcast, which is as good as I get at philosophy. But it all, it's, I don't know, it's fun. It's entertaining. You get to learn things. And I agree that it's nice to be in a, a place where, uh, yeah, you can have a bunch of people talk about a bunch of different things. And it's just, it doesn't, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I think it's because we know one another. This know. just in, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. The podcast well, is that's, fine. But that, just, not, not like it's fine, but where yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. those sort of things feels like safer. Maybe it's even the yeah. microphones. Yeah. It makes you act right. I don't know. Yeah, something about it, like dealing with those sorts of things is it feels pretty safe in this format. Safe. Do you Do you recognize how much we all love you? Yes. Do yes, because you? you fools won't stop telling me. <laughs> in my defense, I don't think I've ever said it. Yeah, I, you could. I, you know. I see yeah. it in your eyes. <laughs> I try to live it out. Yes, no, I see it. There aren't words. <laughs> Sarita, Sarita says a little tiny. I value you every time somebody says something a little weird, and she slowly gives me the side eye. <laughs> You'll never know. She's too good at it. <laughs> but he knows. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yes, I yeah, do. You I do. Know. And That's I appreciate good. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, it, there's something about you, Andy, that, that really. Ugh. I, <laughs> I appreciate so much yeah. that people like me. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the wildest you, shit you've ever heard. I just, I just, I'm not always, I don't always love hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> Literally had this conversation with Jim the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you though. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's that's what it is. It's informational. It's fun. It's fellowship in a manner, just not maybe in the exact same manner that you mean when you say it. But it's about the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, and we it's got your fine. back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we got we got your back, Andy. Yeah. All right, anchor man, answer your own question. So, Rick, to, to how's this, it been? Huh? How's it been? Um, it's been a completely life changing experience. I'm not gonna lie. I felt like it. I've had those moments when I wake up and I say, do I want to call it? Do I want to set a date and call it? Because I would like to simplify my life. I love to share my faith. I love to tell people about the hope that I have, um, a hope that I didn't have for a lot of my life, but then to gain it. And I want people to know it because I see so much hopelessness in people. And that it hurts my heart to see people like that. And, you know, to I do have joy in my life and I have peace. And it, it's something that uh, I value tremendously. And so when I, you know, I wanted to start this, you know, as a Bible study and it turned into what it turned into and it became something where it's been an adventure. I've been able to go to different states and meet completely new people and to hear you know, how God affected their lives and and to watch them, you know, and, and, and people that think that they're insignificant and they don't realize just how significant they are to me. They are to me. Like, does Janita know how significant her testimony was to Billy this morning? She doesn't right now, but she's going to know because you're going to tell her, Sarita, right? So, um, I am. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Yeah. That's the beauty of to me is doing this. It is exhausting to to keep up with it. Um, I do my best to communicate with everybody that reaches out to us. It has gotten out of control. Uh, it's too big. But as far as being able to handle it on a person to person basis, but it's not because I don't want to. I just I sin- sincerely just don't have enough time. And I don't have enough energy, but I don't want to quit because I'm not only am I learning things new, but it's I'm watching it affect my worldview. When I came into this podcast, I had a feeling that our world was going to end. I had a feeling that what all of the people out there that knew the Bible better than me were saying was that there was going to be this cataclysmic disaster. And if I had this faith that I could escape it and I didn't understand it and I got tired of being confused by it. I was confused by it because I cared about that because I wanted to share my faith with people, but I felt like as soon as I did, then I had to give them all of the warnings that come with it. It's like, you're a Christian. Here's the warning labels. And one of those warning labels isn't, oh, you just need to act right. It's if you don't, there's hell to pay. And that was that was so problematic for me. But then when I started reading and learning the scriptures, and then I started seeing things change, like suddenly my worldview started changing. And then I, I'll never forget the moment. I'll never forget the moment when I finally, I looked at our world and I thought, oh my gosh, I've been waiting on this thing to incinerate and fire and I should be out there trying to help. 
I need to find ways to help. And that was me. Sarita, you're already doing it and you don't have the same eschatological view that I have. So I learned like, hey, there are people out there that don't necessarily have the same view that I have, but they're out there trying to make a difference in the world, right? And that became important to me too. So I wanted, as we've been doing this podcast and we've been meeting people, I've been wanting to share that like, hey, we need to get to work. There, this, this world isn't done. This world's going to be here when we're gone. Like, that's how it feels to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. This is going to keep trucking. And, but we have an opportunity with our own generation that we're living in right now to make an impact. And we actually can. And it can be going to a soup kitchen even. Something something very small, knitting, uh, you know, you, you mentioned knitting, Tiziana, but let's say that you could knit a scarf and give it to somebody that needed one or whatever. It could be anything, anything. So I'm not going to quit the podcast because I want to meet new people. I want to hear more testimonies. I want to keep studying the Bible and I want my worldview to change. But the thing that I've learned the most is that love is the answer to all of it. It is the answer. Well, you could have just listened to the Beatles album for that. I, hey, love is all you need. Love, but truthfully. Love and, love and properly set up email filters. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> they, they, just, didn't, they didn't mention that, but it's, it's, it's right, right up there. Key. Or, right up there. Or help. Andy did give me yeah. a great idea for like the way I would typically respond to make sure that everybody gets that email the way I would, you know. But, but the, you should move in a yellow submarine too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, I keep coming back to that. You know, all of the answers, whether it's loving your neighbor, you know, to say loving your neighbor as yourself, that means that I have to know how to love myself. And you want to know something? For a long time, I didn't know how to do that. I really didn't. I was selfish. I, I mean, I had, I had ways of loving myself, but not the way that he's talking about. I needed to learn what that meant. And here's what I've learned. I put out I put out a couple of posts recently where I'm asking people, you know, are are we going to exercise this love? Are we going to exercise this love with people? If you want to attack a teaching, fine. But stop attacking people, individuals, and calling them out and and you know, reprimanding them in public and doing all of this stuff because I think it's damaging. And so but Can we still do that with our politicians? Huh? Can we still do that with our politicians? <laughs> well, I mean, a politician has a public life, and a politician acts and does things in the public. Do I think we should drag them through the mud? Eh. I mean, no, but that's, and feathering. but that's politics, right? But this isn't politics. You know, this isn't politics at all. But I guess the—and I'll wrap it up by saying it like this. The people that would respond, I was really surprised. There was one guy that responded to this. Well, what kind of love are you talking about? Are you talking about phileo love or eros love? Are you talking about agape one. love? Or are you talking about whatever? Oh, and for I, me, it's definitely agape. I don't yeah. know what that is, but it's got this <laughs> That's like, great. It's unconditional love yeah. of God. I was going to say that. That's a good pick. It's got this good like flippy floppy sound. It's got a comfort to it, don't Andy? But there comes It does so steeped in Greek culture yeah. and Hellenistic ideology, which would state that there is all different kinds of love, and God never really said that that's how God operated. No, and and when to just for the sake of that response, I looked. I just read the response for what it was, and it was it was weird. It was so ironic the way that he answered because it was exactly what I was describing in my post. 
he was doing that very thing. And I thought, interesting. So I responded basically like, hey, you really know your stuff. So let me say it like this. Do not hate. Try to have love, joy, and peace. Patience, Patience, kindness, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of spirit. Self-control. Yes. That's it. That's it. And then I said, that's what I mean by the love. come after you have that. Whatever that means, whatever Greek word best describes that, that's the word that I want. I don't want I don't want us to continue to hurt people. So I feel like I want to be a peacemaker. Jesus didn't say blessed are the war makers. He said blessed are the peacemakers. That's what I want to do. In first Hezekiah, he didn't say blessed are the warmongers? No, he oh. did not. He did not. So <laughs> but anyway, that's so yes, I've learned a tremendous amount, but the relationships that I built with the people in this room and also people that are out there that listen to us a lot, that reach out to us on a consistent basis, I have built a family and I am thankful for it. And so I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep on trucking, you know, and too bad suckers. I know this year we've got some new, like Tiziana plugged for her, for the study. This is going to be a women's study that no men are in it. Women are only. Get out, losers. I'll be quiet. Yeah, you, I yeah. know. I was going to have to tell Andy, like, don't you say a word, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. Either that or put on a wig and some lipstick, sir. I considered a dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that's coming, I'm going to be here. Man, yeah. he could be the clinger. Do you guys know Mash yes. Clinger? Yeah, for, for a couple eps, I could be uh, Andy Fifth Wheel Bishop. Or- <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Cases. Are you tired of compromising when it comes to protecting your valuable firearms? Yes. (laughs) No. Uh, Well, okay, fine. I'm cool with firearms. I just don't have any. But I can see why you would want to protect them, right? So let us tell you about Carolina Cases, your ultimate destination for hard plastic impact-proof pistol cases. Carolina cases are TSA approved and are crafted with high quality foam, ensuring maximum protection for your firearms during transport or storage. At Carolina cases, they understand the importance of safeguarding your investments. I can understand that. I have investments. I just don't have firearms. Carolina cases provide unparalleled durability, keeping your pistol safe from impact and damage. So hop on over to www.carolinacases.net to explore their wide range of pistol cases designed to meet your specific needs. Don't settle for less. With Carolina Cases, you can ensure your firearms are safely stored, preserve your peace of mind, and protect what matters most. So go to www.carolinacases.net and then enter code BURROWS at checkout to receive free shipping. That's B-U-R-R-O-S at checkout to receive shipping. Thanks, guys. And now, back to the show. So that second question, which obviously we're running out of time here, but the second question is, what do we do go forward? And to me, I think it's, we just keep doing what we're doing. You know? I got some things coming I'd like to just talk about y'all with. Yeah. Yep. So you've got studies you want to bring. And I know Rick and I are actually going to attack the book of Jasher this year. We're going to bring it in because Joshua mentions it, and we think it's only fair to at least give the treatment of the book so that you understand why Joshua said that book. Um, And it's like you said, Sarita, there are Second Temple literature that are valuable 
right? That's valuable to read. Listen, people read that book from that guy out in California. I can't remember the name. Rick Rick Warren. Oh, The Purpose Driven Life. They read it like it was the gospel. Yeah. But I bring up the book of Jubilee and people are like, oh, y'all reading a heretical book? I'm like, did you read Joel Osteen's self-help book? Because if so, you read a heretical book. So there you go. Did you read Danielle Steele's new novel? How about Tom Clancy? None of that's biblical, but yet you read it anyway. Did you read 1984 because your literature teacher told you to read it? Well, there you go. You read something that was heretical because it's not in the Bible. So Shut your pie hole. Well, I like that. <laughs> You're starting to sound like a douche canoe. So whenever <laughs> you you yeah. left your paddles, yeah, yeah. I picked them up. <laughs> yeah. I found so, them floating in the water. She was so actually I, sitting behind you when the when you let the paddles go. Yeah, so I actually feel like right going to have a motor. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> so whenever douche, like when you talk about the Book of Jubilees, <laughs> I'll get I'll give it to you like this right here, Sarita. The Book of Jubilees. Whenever we read Stephen right before he dies, and Stephen's standing before the Sanhedrin, and he is literally sharing the entire history of Israel and where they are at that moment, he's quoting Jubilees. But yet we don't have Jubilees in our Bible. But they used those books. They used the Book of Enoch. They would have known them. They knew those from their— I'm telling you, when I started looking at this this First Temple literature stuff that—or Second Temple literature— it it just it's changed the way I looked at what, how people interact in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Get ready and hang on. I so, can't wait for this study. Which one that you're doing? Was I'm looking at Sarita. No one can see it. Wait, I didn't say I was. Gonna... I yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know what you're cooking on over there, and I want to hear it. Yeah, and this this idea of I like the Jasher thing. You started it. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of got off track. Yeah, Are we ever cool. going to go back to Hebrews? So what's uh, that's we, what I want to know. Yes. He who? He who? <laughs> Hebrews, James. He who? So what we so that study? It's time to grow up. Got derailed. There Are were we, things that happened. In Are our, we grown up now? Not yet. No, but the, the truth is, is that there were so many things that happened to the people in our podcast. To Cherry, to Ralph, to me, to uh, me. even to Rick, to you. Uh, yes, to you. Um, we had so many things that kind of derailed us and it was, it it wasn't, we couldn't give our full attention. And so, yes, we are going to come back to that study. And there are other groups right now that are doing the study that are starting that study right now too, which is awesome. It's almost like we're all conversing, converging at the same place. This is going to be an amazing year. I'm super excited. So I think we just keep going on what we're going. And I know that, um, we have people like Jim Beaver who want to come in at random times, and he's going to be bringing like the music of the faith and talking about that's awesome. that. And then, thank you, yeah, Jim. Yep, that's super exciting. And uh, we have people like Zach Davis out in Arkansas. He'll be here. Oh man, yep, he's can't wait. He's driving in from Arkansas. I can't wait for you guys to meet. I think you met him, but yeah. Andy, you're going to love this guy. You're going to love him. Like I, I feel like I've heard about him a couple of times now. Yeah. So Zach's coming. Um, well, it was the one that he was on his podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. A, yeah. He's coming here. Is he bringing the family? Uh, nope. He's just coming. He's coming on um, February the 15th, the day after uh, Valentine's Day. He'll be in the studio. And then um, uh, Pete and Rachel Rue are coming back. They've just re- to released- promote their new book? Yep. They just brought out this new book called End Times Explained that had uh, Kirk Cameron write the foreword for it. And uh, this is, they're giving you 
all of the different views and giving them an honest treatment. That's cool. Which is really cool. That's They're really giving cool. it an honest treatment of the view so that you understand, right? So I got each of you guys got a copy coming. All of you have a copy coming from them signed. It'll oh, that's be here. Exciting. It'll be here. It'll be tomorrow. interesting to see if Oh, we'll have to read it before they come on the show. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 They're both be interesting the to see if awesome. the way I believe is in there. Uh I'm not I don't know. Maybe. I haven't read the book, so I really don't know. But anyway, so do we all agree? You know, we were just going to keep trucking like we're trucking. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. Well, you know, the interesting thing is whoop, when whoop. we just it kind of discussed should we make waves? And the, if you, when you look at waves, how do you notice a wave? Yeah. You notice it from the, consider the front side, which would be the shore side. Yeah. So if you're generating the waves, you really can't see them. Yeah. So when we talk about making waves, we've already made them. We just can't see them. Yeah. Yeah, it's the other people that are around us that get to see the waves we make. Sure. Well. Anyway, well, listen. I think we should wrap it up right there. Does that sound like a good place to end? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, to me. like Andy says, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's deja vu all over again. <laughs> Better than Andy's other f word. <laughs> <laughs> Still a four letter word though. <laughs> That's true. Billy, thanks for sharing all that tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us, Rick. I mean, it's without you, it's, you know, I mean. None of this exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, really. He's the anchor man. I mean, yeah. 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 He, That's your new nickname for 2024. Anchor man. Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. He's yes. wearing a Burgundy shirt. I am. <laughs> That's right. Stay classy. Uh, yeah. Stay classy, it's, Seattle. It's, happy Billy, birthday. The, just men's heads, men's brains are bigger than women's. It's just science. <laughs> Can it <laughs> I, I didn't mention that, but it's like so weird to think that there's. Sorry, I'm like doing a full 180. Well, first off, like the idea that I would be on a religious podcast at any point in my human life. Yeah. It's like, right? Teasy's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. That's the correct response. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was Rick, of course, who I had known and worked with. Uh, so I was, yeah, so I knew, I knew what I was getting into with the person. So I was like, all right, you know, but that's, yeah. That's weird. And a lot of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 200,000? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one episode that has 200,000 yeah. listens. The average between 40 and 50,000 with a demographic that ranges from 45 to 75. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And I want to meet those 75-year-olds. I really do because they're old school and I want to know what they think, you know? Yeah. yeah. I really do. And we got some young ones, a couple young ones. We do out in Arkansas. Yes. You know, we have the... It's uh, our youngest fans, huh? Our youngest fans, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and really, you're the best candy we've ever had, (sighs) yeah, buddy. (laughs) All that candy stuff, (laughs) (laughs) Billy's like, I'm running out, yeah, he's like, he never does, though. (laughs) We're in like year 20, and he's like, um, (laughs) um, like a Ricola, like a Ricola. Like a like a prune, like a prune. <laughs> anyway, what are those Japanese candies that are the sticks? Pocky, pocky, oh, pocky. Yeah, pocky yeah. Time. yeah, you yeah. got. Yeah, that's, that'll be yeah, next. Yeah. You got to start making your foyer into yeah. like foreign candies. International. Go to candy Austra- man. Study Australian candy since we have some Australian listeners. Like nice. pe- like yeah, peanut, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like peanut brittle and Sarita. Yeah, thanks everybody for- else going to be like studying the Bible. Billy's going to be doing research on foreign candy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sarita, thanks for being here and for sharing all that. And and I'm glad that 
Um, and I, and I really would this year, please come on and feel comfortable enough to share it. You know, you can here. just be ready for the backlash that comes <laughs> in your personal life. It happens. I've been there. I, I understand it. Oh yeah. I have a joke. Oh, what did, and since you've already mentioned the, the barber, what did the bald man exclaim when he received a comb as a present? Mm-hmm. Mm. What? Thanks. Thanks. I'll never part with it. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, here's one. Yeah. Why do mice have such small balls? <laughs> <laughs> because what? not very many of them know how to dance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, my mind went to the gutter. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course oh, yeah. it did. <laughs> of course it did. I knew she had something going on. I could see the look on her face. I knew it was yeah. something else other yeah. than that. Well, Andy, uh, as always, man. Thank you. You, you, you really do make us sound great. And uh, yes. you've got your work Could cut you out this year. Could you paint all our voices for this episode? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Every one of them. Yeah. And uh, Tiziana, yeah. I want to commend you on having the life that you have and all the hard work that you put in this year. Your studies were yeah. they were amazing. Absolutely, they yes. were challenging. Yep. And yep. I learned a lot this year. From yep. Yep. Don't expect that this year. I know. Too much. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But it, it was. It well, was, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate I it. I learned a tremendous amount. Um, I, wa- I wanted to get like a penis necklace for you, but I. Oh, just said, yeah. I would definitely wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They actually have penis so candy. Wait proud. a minute. Hello. <laughs> hey, yo. Every bachelorette party. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell my children to cut this off right there. We're not doing any. Don't it's go past that. It's fault. She yeah. brought up mice balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, little, little jade penises. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Gosh. Jerry, I'm glad that you stuck around with us. Yeah. Thanks for and I want you me. to. I want you to keep on keeping on. My sweet on. Ella loves Keep Rodney. annihilating. I probably yeah, will. Too. Do you guys think I should quit singing to Cherry now? No. No. If I have to do candy jokes, you keep singing. Okay. Just it's just it's only when I do them that there's no singing. Yes. Um, as you guys, that'll be our thing, Cherry. So for 2024, um, and you know, being that this is uh, Groundhog Day, guys, we've decided we we've taken on a sponsor uh, who was a fan of our show. Loves our show and wants to help support us. So that is cool. That helps us. Uh, and then, you know, we like to travel and we like to meet people and we like to put on more and put on more. And we're, since we're going to be doing these shows where I'm not even a part of it, there's more expense that comes from it. So it helps to have a sponsor. Um, we don't we don't want to bog you down. Uh, we're not going to have five or six every episode, you know, just a couple. But um, go out and support them. CarolinaCases.net. Check them out. Really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's a really cool product. So go check them out. So are all hearts and minds clear? Yes. Yeah. We're we, working on it. <laughs> it's fine. And we've solved it again. Yes, yeah. we have. Well, we will talk to you guys again next time on the Burroughs of Berea. Peace yeah. out. Bye, y'all. Happy Later. New Year. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burroughs of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea, you'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. 
My favorite story about Asheville Airport. So my husband, you know, God love him. He's going to be 30 this year. I'm very excited. But prior to this occasion, we traveled and he was just scattered and like 25 or however old, not paying attention. I think, and he grabbed his camo gun bag as his carry-on and he thought he had gotten everything out of it and he wasn't mm. paying attention. And that boy walked through TSA with like a hand, like a, a whole case of bullets in his backpack. Wow. But like, God love Lillo Asheville airport. They took one look at my husband and they were like, okay, son, just go on, take him out to the car, <laughs> you know? And so they let him leave his backpack there and like took his stuff out to the car. Now we were headed to visit my family. So we were going to be landing in SeaTac airport. And I'm like, you are so grateful that didn't happen in SeaTac. Yeah. <laughs> you are so take grateful him out. Take that him didn't out. happen in an international airport, but it was great. Like the guys at TSA at Asheville airport, they just laughed at him because he was so flustered and like the We have our one-year-old, you know, like my, my, my carry-ons just got like bottles and formula and diapers, you know, here Dylan is walking around with gun bullets and like, <laughs> in his camo bag. 